0: what's up world it's amy ball and welcome to skeletons from the closet where we dig up the past to help you build a better future let's kick that closet door open shall we all right guys so get ready because today i'm introducing you to a guy who is the essence of ambition determination tenacity all that good stuff And Chad Lemons is not just the founder of The Drive Clothing, which is a brand that has really taken a lot of people by storm, but also a testament to what unwavering commitment and hard work looks like. And I hear he goes by Mr. Beard, Mr. Drive, and we're going to confirm all this. And what I want to learn about is the rich history of the weightlifting, the bodybuilding, nutrition, and then this clothing line. And What it seems to me from somebody who's in business is that he's not just building a brand, but he's really building a legacy and a movement for people, which is super cool to me. So I'm going to get into the nitty gritty with you, Chad. Welcome. Uh,
1: Hello. How is (laughs) everybody?
0: I actually really didn't talk about much, just kind of introduced you. But I mentioned to you before we jumped on here that I started following you several years ago on Instagram because you had this rugged, edgy, in your face fuck your excuses vibe part of my french not really because i say it all the time and anyway tell me about the drive tell me all that good stuff what's this movement behind it
1: so so I'll, I'll start from the beginning and i won't go completely there but i'll start from the very beginning i got into fitness as a personal trainer for years follow my passion just something you know I'll go back a little bit farther. I was working at just dead end jobs. You're just trying to find yourself like most people do. And in the beginning, it's, you're just trying to find what you like to do. And just one day I finally just had enough of the job that I was at. And I was like, man, I want to just go do something I love to do, which was fitness. I love to work out. I was like, it was becoming a, obsessing my life. I was obsessed with it. Everything became fitness, 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 fitness. And then, but I was, the problem was I wasn't getting paid. And I was like, man, dude, I hate this job. I hate what I do. I don't like what I do. And this was before social media was even around. So it was like, you didn't have like other people to be mentored by and taught. Dude, go follow your passion. No, you can really do your passion. At that time, social media wasn't around. So it was like, you didn't have somebody telling you that it was, hey, you need to work a nine to five. You need to do this. This is just the way life is, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, dude, this can't be life. There's way more to it, you know? And I had people like Jesse James with motorcycles that I was inspired by. I was like, damn, look at this guy. Who is this guy? He's just like living his life and shit, like doing what he wants to fucking do. And I was like, I want to do that. And then you start seeing pro bodybuilders and stuff like that, living their life and doing what they want to do. And I was like, well, why am I not doing that? And then, so I just finally was like, all right, let me, I love, what do I love to do? I love to work out. Okay, cool. What can I do that can pay me to and still be involved in fitness? And I was like, okay, I can get a part of the supplement company or I can be a, I can be a personal trainer, but there's two right there. All right. And I already know somebody that can get me into supplement business and I'll just go apply at the local gyms, which there wasn't independent gyms at that time. It was corporate gyms at that time. Nobody really had their own gym. So I just went that direction. I applied at a gym, applied for a supplement company, didn't hear back, got a part of a gym, a 24 hour fitness. Fell in love with everybody on the team. I was like, man, this is badass. And actually that supplement company ended up calling me saying, you want the interview in Florida? And I said, no. I said, I don't care. I just wanted to do what I love to do. It didn't, it wasn't mad about the money. I didn't even ask them how much they were going to pay me. I didn't care. I was like, hey, I just wanted to find a job doing something I love to do. I don't care about the pay. The money meant nothing to me. I just what well, I wanted to do what I wanted to do. So anyways, went the whole personal training route. And that consumed my life. I learned so much about sales and people and talking and networking. It was amazing. And again, there was no such thing as online training, so you couldn't do that. There. And it was one-on-one, face-to-face, personal training, uh, which was awesome. And then I got into, I fell into bodybuilding, right? Because you get into personal training, and you start working out more, and then you get around more serious fitness people. And I was like, oh man, I want to be a pro bodybuilder. Or I want to be a top national level bodybuilder. And again, this is when this there was only bodybuilding, and that was it for me. There was no men's fitness or classic, it was just bodybuilding. So it was like, damn, you gotta become this monster to even have a chance of making it. It was dedication. It was 24 seven living bodybuilding and over here on personal training. But I knew at one point I was like, man, this is gonna run its course. I don't think I'm gonna ever really be a pro bodybuilder. I hate to be negative, but sometimes you do have to come into realization in life. A lot of people don't understand that. And sometimes you, you do gotta stop. So anyways. Very into tattoos. After I won a bodybuilding show, I was like, man, I want to put something on my arm that's going to motivate me in between sets and reps and stuff. So I just started thinking of different things, hustle, ambition. And I didn't want something that most likely people have that tattooed on. So then I just always heard drive, 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 and the drive, what gives you that drive in life to do this? And I it on ESPN, I just heard it in the gym a lot. And I was like, dude, what about just tattoo the drive? That's cool. Just drive, man. The drive, just go. And it's something just, it was something just for me, really. Like, all in honesty, I just, I still have a tattoo still there. i never changed at all. People said I should make it better or something. I don't want to. I want to leave it how it is. And I tattooed it on my forearm, on the inside of my forearm. And it was, again, because I wanted it there because it was for me. I didn't want it on the outside because then I can't read it. It was literally for me in between sets and reps to push myself. And now long story short, a, a buddy of mine came over to my house and he said, saying, Oh man, I like your, you got a new tattoos and yeah. And he said, what's it saying? I said, the drive. And he goes, that'd be a cool clothing line. And then he told me he was doing his own little clothing thing. And then I was like, okay, how do I do that? Cause again, it's not like the internet was big at that time. It's not like you knew a bunch of people that had clothing lines, but I knew at the bodybuilding shows, there was a few clothing lines. And then I just, I thought about it and I was like, wait a minute. Like I can go around Texas setting up at all these bodybuilding shows, setting up at nutrition stores. I knew a lot of people in Houston. A lot of people knew me just through the personal training. I could sell it to my clients. I'll meet, I'll go anywhere and do whatever. I, and I would set up in parking lots and so just add my car and I opened up the trunk and just, I started pushing it that way. Once I started printing the shirts on stuff and just getting the word out there. And that was my way of getting the drive out there and start sharing this message that was originally for me. But I was like, you know what? Why not share this message that motivates the shit out of me with other people? Cause it'll probably motivate them because it's working for me. Like I love what I do for a living. I'm starting this new startup business. I have no business background. I never went to business school. I barely even graduated high school and stuff. So I just like, I was just like, fuck okay, it, man. Like I'm out here doing it. I'm sure other people can use this. And I competed in bodybuilding and I never thought I had a chance in bodybuilding. And then I ended up winning a couple of shows too, on top of that. So I was like, fuck it, man, I'm no different. I don't have rich parents. My parents are middle-class. It's not like they're like super wealthy parents or anything, great parents. And then I didn't have great genetics. My parents weren't like professional football players. So I was like, I've gotten this far. I can share the same message and get it out there to people. And I'm going to put my spin on the fitness world. And what I see is not being done. And I'm going to put my style into this. And then it just slowly evolved. It's been a long, long journey. So
0: when did you start the the business? When did you go into, okay, I am, I'm going to merge this out.
1: Yeah. So 2011 was when the idea like popped up. And then probably I would say towards the end of 2011 is when I was like, okay, how do you do this? I was going through a lot of personal stuff. I was going through a divorce and I never had a business. So it was, how do I do this? You know, and I have no idea how to do this. Because again, this was back in 2011. Things are a lot different in 2020, mm-hmm. especially for entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship wasn't really a big topic at all, if any, really, in 2011. And especially in 2010, 2009, an entrepreneur was rare to find.
0: So you're selling stuff at the back of your car, and obviously you're selling it to people that are already working with you, maybe some of the local yeah. supplement shops and things like that. So here you are, and I'm I'm totally gonna put the stigma on this. Yeah. This bearded, bulked up guy. Oh, okay. With tattoos and talking motorcycles and everything else. Did you ever have people who were like, "Who is this guy, and why is he trying to sell me a T-shirt"?
1: So obviously, especially if you're in sales and you're standing face-to-face to people, it can definitely, like, people are, for some reason, freeze up when they start talking to people, people freeze up when a camera gets put on. It's just, it's natural to be that way. And it's hard. sales is not for everybody, but they are for everybody. You just got to get that out of your head, too. But as time went on, you're going to these fitness shows, you're seeing things evolve, the fitness community was very changing. Within two years, the fitness, men's physique got introduced and Instagram got introduced. And now there's these characters on social media and stuff. And I took notice of what was going on in the bodybuilding scene, as far as here in Texas, that things were changing. Things were going to the phones now and things were just, and you had to adapt. It was like, man, you got to get on board, man. You can fight it all you want, but this is happening. So I just said like, I'm going to create this character with within the brand. I had some friends and stuff at the time telling me you should create an Instagram page called Mr. Drive. You should be Mr. Drive, and I was like, that's oh, stupid, dude. I'm not going to do that. I was like, I didn't refer myself as Mr. Drive. Like, how corny is that? But then I started thinking, and I was like, I don't know. It's actually pretty good. I was like, fuck it, man, run with it. So. Okay. That- I, I went into that, into Mr. Drive, and this was probably back probably 2013, I think, Mr. Drive got introduced, and my tattoo artist is the one who got me to grow my beard, which is weird, because I was sitting there getting tattooed, I hadn't shaved in a while, probably in three weeks or something, I was just being lazy, and he goes, dude, you ever talk about growing out your beard? And I was like, I don't know. He goes, man, you should grow your beard, dude, it'd be cool. <laughs> I was like, really? It is? Yeah, you should definitely grow it, man. And it just, the beard just magically started growing. And it, beards became, w- w- well, a thing. It was very mm-hmm. trendy. I was like, you know what, dude? I think beards are going to be like, man, this is going to be like a thing. And so I was like, you know what? I'm like, going to shave. And even some of the people that were working with me at the shows and stuff, they were like, bro, don't have that beard. And what are you doing, man? And I'm like, no, man, I'm telling you, man, I'm on to something. This is something. Like I guarantee this beard's going to be like, same thing for us. Relying on a beard. You're like, damn, please, God, just let me grow this beard. Bring me success. So I said, okay. And I just rolled with it. And again, as it grew out more and it became my thing, basically I'm a freak now, you know, character now called Mr. Drive. And it really did very well. And it definitely helped with the brand. And it definitely motivated a lot of people. I run into people on there. Like, oh, Mr. Drive, dude, Mr. Drive. It's cool to see that it helps people because that's Mr. Drive, even though I am that same person, but it's cool to see that you can create a clothing line and then create this character and it motivates people. And that's what I've always been into. That's why I did the personal training to help push people to work out, man, like health before wealth, health is the most important thing. All of it's ever been is just to help motivate people, really. And then it's just like the money and stuff just comes along with that. It's just typically how it works. And the more people you help, the more success comes your way. But before, and I've always told this to people, before you can help anyone, man, you got to help yourself. You have to live what you preach. You can't be preaching fitness and look like shit. And you can't be preaching wealth if you're not out there hustling and busting your ass and shut. And can you prove that? Or do you just talk about it? Because you don't. A person that's successful and a person that's, help, that's a hustler never has to tell somebody I'm a hustler or I'm a go-getter. Your actions show that. And and when you don't, and a lot of people need to hear this is that when you think that nobody is like seeing what you're doing and seeing this, like your drive and what you're doing, people are watching. They might not say it to you every day, it's not going to happen. No one's going to like, no. That, if you're looking for that, Forget about it. Every now and then yeah, you're gonna have some close people who are gonna say, damn, maybe kick it out, man keep it up. they're not to say it one time, they're gonna say it every day to you. So you have to get that out of your head. Everybody mm-hmm. knows truly what you do, you need to do. You just decide if you want to do that. So it's just like anything, but like I said, it's cool to see that the brand is in the drive or Mr. Drive and all this stuff is like motivated and inspired a lot of people.
0: I think it's awesome. I love the character bit how that comes full circle. And it's like you said, it is you. It's not made up Elmer Fudd type guy. It's just you put a name yeah. to him and, and something still relate to.
1: Outside of that on Instagram, I'm not like somebody as you can see, like you know, I don't change who I am because of this or whatever. I don't get into character. I could be an asshole too. I could be a straight-up asshole. And but that's because I, I see the best in people and I know what we're capable of. And I want you to use your full drive. Like, I want you to be on it, man. Don't say you're on it when you're hungover. You're not on it, dude. Like, you're hungover. So don't give me the bullshit of that and be straightforward or whatever
0: it is. That's right is in that for you, especially considering the brand that you've built. Because I know for me personally, I'm the same way. I feel like I'll go into businesses and I'll see the potential. And then how do we unlock all these ways for you to get there? Or in a person. I see your potential. I want you to do this. I want you to do yeah. this. And then they just don't, they say they want it. They act like they want it, but they mm-hmm. don't take the action to get it.
1: Yeah. And well, and all you can do is, is say, okay, they don't understand this. Let me help them. Let me show them. Okay. I just showed you now sit back. Do they, which now what's ready to go? Do they, are they doing it? Or are they still not figuring out? Yeah. Okay, cool. Did you still have not figured it out You're still not doing it? Okay. We're going to go with this approach now. Oh, you can't do this. So I'm going to put you into this department because I think this will be better for you. I also like to give people chances too. Maybe I just hired you for the wrong thing for my company. I did the hiring. So I'm not going to blame you. I put you into this position. Maybe I need to move you over here because this doesn't work well for you. And I put you over here. Damn, still fucked up. Okay. <laughs> just that's when it comes to the point where you're just, dude, this doesn't work. No hard feelings. It just doesn't work for, for, for me. And what I'm trying to do. And that's just basically, people are sensitive too. People have feelings. and you never know what was going on in their household. And they're never going to be obsessed with your company like you are. Nobody will. So you do have to be, you do have to care about people's feelings and where they are in life and what's going on in their life. Because you don't know. Because as an owner, you can never bring your emotions that's going on on the outside of your life into your company, it just, it will never work. And most of the time, most entrepreneurs, I know for me, I'm single. So that makes it my personal life. I don't really have a per- personal life. <laughs> I was just telling a buddy that today. I was like, oh, I don't really have any personal problems. I don't to that never gets interfered. I don't have a fucking life, man. I don't have a fucking girl, or not, no, no kids or others. So I, I don't really have a personal life. My life is the drive. And it really is, it, it really is. And that's because again, we are talking about with the legacy and stuff like that. Since I don't have a wife and I don't have kids, and that is something you do think about because life is so short, you are, but what are you leaving behind? Because I think that's the most important thing because we live and we die. We live, we pay bills and we die. It's what you leave after you die behind is what will continue on for the rest of your life. Even though, because we know there's an afterlife, at least I believe there is. So what are you leaving for this life? And then now you're working here into the afterlife because I feel like there's an afterlife that I'm going to now be able to start doing these things over here. I strongly believe. I don't think that this life completely ends. I think there's just different chapters in life. So again, that's what I'm trying to do with the drive. And that's what keeps it alive. And it's many people like yourself and everybody else, that's what really keeps me alive. Because I can't tell you how many times I want to quit and just be like i'm done and and then and especially once you reach a certain level of success because it never ends you're always chasing the next dollar and the next thing you're like on oh, with the necklace, the car it just never ends like it's, it's frustrating you know but and then it starts become because once you hit a certain amount of money then it definitely really starts to be coming up why am i doing that? what am i doing this for anymore you know what i mean i just hang it up now chill full be full retired and do whatever, and just go live in Mexico. Whatever, you know what I mean? But then you stop and think, okay, reality, why am I doing this? I'm doing this for this for everybody else. And you're doing it for your team at this point now because you want to see them level up. You want to see them get success because it can be lonely at the top. You know what I mean? If you're the only one that can fly to Jamaica tomorrow, that sucks. You want yeah. someone else to go with you. So you got to level those people up So now that's what I'm working for now. That's what keeps me waking up every day is to level up everybody else. So that means, damn, I got a long way. I got some time I got to put in. I have at least another generation, another decade here working. And that's what I did throughout my 30s from 30 to basically 40 was a lot of work. And a lot of people don't understand that I sacrificed a lot of relationships. I fucked up a lot of relationships family didn't understand i lost a lot of friends because it was just go 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 and i don't have time for you you know what i mean and that's i'm not saying that's what somebody else needs to do but you definitely need to have that mindset if you're going to be an entrepreneur and you think you're just gonna especially if you're starting to close out you think you're just gonna print a shirt and go look at an instagram ad that they says you just need to download this app from shopify and it'll go from ten thousand to 100 in sales bullshit dude it doesn't work that that's a total lie. That's just a scam. That's a dude just trying to make money off of you, giving you free advice. But in reality, he's looking for that end thing. And that's that payment that you're going to eventually send him because you're going to start believing that it's that quick and that easy. Uh-huh. Overnight success. Yeah. yeah. I've been doing this now for 11 years and I've had to shut down the company for four months and revamp the whole thing. I've many, many times breaking even, not making money. Even to this day, it's still a struggle. It's very, very difficult. One minute you're up, next minute you're down, because you are in sales, and one minute you're trending and you're hot and you're badass, you got this cool look, and da, da da. And next minute, the next brand's coming in right behind you, and he comes out of nowhere, and now everybody's buying that stuff. So mm-hmm. it's it, it's a challenge game. I would say that everybody in the, in the clothing game. We we are on the same team. We're all on the same side. Obviously, there's going to be some conflict. There's a lot of competition on the clothing game. And there's a lot of competition in any business. Unless you invent something, you get into business, you ain't the first person to do it, dude. You know what I mean?
0: You mentioned that you didn't have any business experience. You didn't have any of this. Obviously, when you start growing something, when you hit a million dollars, when you hit 5, 10, 15, whatever it is, there's a lot of shit that goes wrong, just like you said, figuring out processes. I'm sure yeah. logistically shipping and everything else. How did you learn from that?
1: That's hiring a team. So in the beginning, yeah, I did everything: customer service, packaging orders, creating designs, deciding what's gonna come down. I mean, but uh, the problem is now, if you're you're giving, you know, five percent here, ten percent here, thirty percent here. 20% here. And then you're, you're going, Oh, my personal life. I don't really have much. I can't really put much towards that because I'm putting all this energy of this because I only have a hundred percent. So then that's getting sacrificed and then this is getting sacrificed and all this stuff is getting sacrificed, but you have to keep on trucking because you can't afford somebody. And then let's say you can afford somebody. It's about finding the right person, not just a person. Because you're going to go through those mistakes. And I'd learned that already of, dang, I can't tell you how many people I went that went through. And then I had a lot of people that helped me for free. And I'm grateful for that because I have a big, I have a large amount of friends. I would say I have a, I'm not like a small circle type of person. I feel like I have my little circle that I'm like super, super good. I can tell them everything. But I'm also very on about networking and I want to be cool with everybody over here and here. And here. I want to be cool with everybody. I love all of y'all. you are all cool because we can all help each other in some sort of way. And so I've always had that mindset and yeah, so it just evolved. You can't just, you know, you know what I mean?
0: I do. I do. You can't let it get to you. And sometimes, like you said, things have to be sacrificed. I know building this business, I've been in business about 14 years now mm. and I did bring up two kids and a lot of that started with how do I continue to put food on this freaking table yeah. and get these kids, every day?
1: Press, you know? The more mouths you have to feed, the more stress involved, and that, and that's why when I, I know some people have families, and then they have a forty-hour job they're working, but they want to start this business. It's it's not going to be easy. It's me again. I've always had to just worry about myself. I can't say, yeah, man, just quit your forty-hour job, and I don't know, man, figure it out with the kids and wife. It's just the way it is. And but at the end of the day, that is my reply back to you. That is it, man. I don't know. Do you feel that? Do you believe in yourself to make this work? Do you Are you? Do you Do know that I can quit this 40-hour job right here and I will put food on my table every day? I don't care what it takes. I'll sleep two hours a day. I'll freaking drink coffee all day and caffeine drinks to stay awake. And I will do that day in and day out until I can finally get three hours of sleep and four hours of sleep and five hours of sleep. It's just up to you, man. It's, it's your decision. And again, I always tell people, you put yourself in that situation. So don't sit there and say, the kids and this and that, okay, we get that. All right, cool. You bring it up once, but after that it's, you know, enough is enough, man. We're not going to keep bringing that up because that's out of your control. We know that. Let's focus on what we can control. And then again, if the kids are a certain age, put them, put them to work. You got free labor right there. Hey, bud, you're living at my house, start packaging these orders, buddy, right? you know what I mean? Utilize what you have. Utilize your tools because there's tools everywhere. And again, I, like, I think a lot of people that's their problem is that they don't realize all the tools that they have in front of them and especially this right here in front of us, the phone there's that's completely that's game-changing
0: you make such a good point because you said about the things that you sacrifice but even though you don't have a wife and kids there's still a lot of shit that you sacrifice oh and yeah that's, absolutely. that's what people don't get they see the wealth and they see the stuff and yeah. they see the businesses and the success but they don't realize what are you willing to sacrifice right. to get there
1: Exactly. And I sacrificed holidays, especially during the holiday season, it's only a clothing line. There's no, I'm going to take off on Christmas day. No, man, like you got to go in there and package orders. Like Thanksgiving's that I missed out on and all that, man. Because again, especially when it was just me doing it all. Yeah, man, but you're just adding more work to yourself. But That's why I would package orders at two, three in the morning, because I was like, I, I would still be working on something. All of a sudden an order would pop in. And I'd, be like, all right. and I'd talk to you right away. And people would be like, wow, that was the fastest shipping ever. They're <laughs> like, yeah, man, I'm sitting right here doing it. You know, and they don't realize they're talking to you, doing it all. And they're like, but I looked at it was, okay, Chad, you can sleep in, right? And But then you're going to have that much more work to do. On top of everything else running the company. So get the orders out, get those done and try to keep up with that. So your shipping's on time, people getting their stuff. You're, they're like, wow, this dude is fast. This company's super fast. And it makes your company look bigger than what you really are too. And that's you're in that position right now. If you're a single a person right now, alone in your business, dude, you're you're doing everything right. Because I know that's another problem with people is they think they're not doing it right. Just like go back to you're not getting the recognition that you think you deserve. But if your actions are working, trust me, people are watching. Because I thought that's that way too. That's why I say that. I I would be like, nobody appreciates what I'm doing. Nobody knows what I'm really doing. But then I had other entrepreneurs that were very successful tell me, dude, trust me, they're watching. And they, they know, they know. And I'm like, dang, I guess I never looked at it that way. And then I started looking at things differently. And then you stop worrying about that. You don't even care anymore about that. You're just like, let me just focus on this and what I'm doing and just keep doing what I need to do and stop depending, that. stop waiting for someone to come in there and take you by the hand and show you the pot of gold over here. It's not going to happen. The Lucky charm guy is not coming to save you, dude. And that's what I had to realize, too. And I finally was like, fuck this, man. I'm going to go fucking do this. I'm not waiting on any of these motherfuckers anymore. This is retarded. Like, why am I doing this for myself? And you can't even be mad at anybody. You have to be mad at yourself because you thought somebody was going to come in and save you. And it's not going to happen. It's just what not. Was that
0: point? Like, with moment that you just said
1: fuck this i'm probably 2017 like when i was 16 when i closed down the brand so it took me a few years to realize that and then i had to tell myself that yeah but you lost the company man you lost the hold of the company don't blame this on this person or that person or this person you did it you 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 weren't paying attention you were over here you know what you were doing after i analyzed my life and i was like yeah, but dude, you put yourself in that position. Stop wow. blaming other people. Stop doing this and stop doing that. You're the one who did that. So now you need to fix it. If you want, and you have to have these deep talks with yourself. Cause I always thought it was if you don't talk to yourself, to me, you're weird. Like, okay. you always be that everybody always thinks because they talk to themselves that they're weird. No, when you don't talk to yourself, you're the weird motherfucker, dude. Because <laughs> guess what? You're not having that talk with yourself. You know what I mean? You're like, right. We're not taught, go look in the mirror and have a talk with that person. Nothing it's and I, I think that's what people it's just people just say it in a different way. But everybody knows, dude, go look at a person in the mirror. That's what got me to. I got very overweight. I went very too far with the food, and I got so 310 pounds at one point. And, but I had a belly, you know. I was like, I look like a strong man. I still worked out, but I was like, dude, what are you doing here? And I I had friends, family, my wife at the time. Everybody had said something to me, but I kept ignoring it. I'm fine. I'm fine, Whatever. And then finally, one day, and I'll never forget it. I walked into the guest bathroom. I looked at myself in the mirror, and I go, "Fuck this, dude! You're making a change." I walked out of the bathroom. I told my wife at the time. I said, "I'm changing myself. That's it. This is it." And then from that moment, I swear, everything changed. All the healthy eating, the cardio, and everything. Oh, I think we're in engaged at that time actually so i used our wedding as motivation um to get in shape and to lean out and cut all this body fat and that's what everybody has you you have to do it you ultimately have to do it and then again with social media these days like that's why i always go back to man you haven't figured it out now you're never gonna figure it out like i'm not the only one saying this everybody is saying it. anybody with a six pack anybody that's wealthy is going to say the exact things that i'm saying it they're just saying it in a different way but go have to talk with yourself and just say dude like when is it enough and I think that's just the problem with most people you're just not willing to actually admit to yourself and then when somebody tells you the truth your feelings get hurt and that's because you need to go tell yourself that person in the mirror goes, dude he you know that he is right like you should probably listen and then boom just that light will come on and that's a real thing that light does come on and from then on you're a totally different person. And you're going to lose friends and family's not going to agree. And you're probably going to lose your wife. You're probably going to lose your husband. You're probably going to lose your boyfriend because they know you as this person. And if they're not willing to adjust with the person that you want to be, because it'd be different if you're going backwards. But if you're going this way in life and you're growing because you're trying to go this way and they don't want to come along with you or they don't even want to encourage you, fuck you, man. And you might even have to tell your mother that. It might just be like that because I don't know your living situation. Your mom could be a freaking drug addict or whatever. You might have to tell her, I know you love your mom, but you might have to tell her to fuck off. Dude, you are a bad, toxic person in my life, and you are not helping me with my life. I love you, mom. I'll be back. But right now, I'm, I i got to go. I got to go do this. And whatever that is, even if you got to go live in your car, fuck it, man. My dad did. So it's just, I think it's, it always comes back to Everybody has an excuse on why they can't do it. But everybody has it tougher. Some people are going to have it tougher than others, unfortunately. And if you want to blame anyone, blame your parents. Well, they weren't on it, dude. So you can look at it this way. You could use your parents' motivation. I am not going to lie. I did. Even though my parents, middle class, great parents, they taught me a lot, but I always wanted more than what they had. I was like, I'm not going to live in a house this size. I'm going to live in a house 4,000 square feet. I want a 4,000 square foot house all by myself. I want that. I never lived in that i saw my friends living in that i wanted that you know what i mean so it's use your parents as motivation and then even if your parents are super wealthy i'll beat them show yeah. your dad Show your dad I, mean, I can make more money than you watch you know what i mean i can do better than you because you already taught me everything you already said it you, you taught me everything you know now i'm going to go take all your knowledge and i'm going to learn more and level up way more you know what i mean unfortunately everybody has a tough Everybody has it their way in life. You can keep, continue using that as your excuse, or you can keep moving forward. Or you can say, You're lucky. You're lucky your parents put you in it, set you up. You're lucky that you're a trust fund man. You can say all that, but at the end of the day, it's, yeah, hey, bro, it doesn't change your life. You know what I mean? It doesn't change anything that's going on in your life.
0: It doesn't matter how much money you have, whether you're born with millions or you're born in a crack house. We all have the same problems. I, I cry when I'm angry, I bleed when I'm cut. We go through bad relationships and, We all have the same emotions, I think, to deal with. And like you said, it's kind of owning up to it. And I think what happens is, and you tell me, I think when people admit like there's a problem, they either know in that moment, okay, I need to get the balls and fix this, or I'm going to be a lazy fuck and do nothing about it. Yeah. And that's a hard reality.
1: I've learned to to not waste your breath so much on somebody. Anybody. Dude, I'm going to say like, once, twice, maybe three times, it's depend, maybe. But after that, I'm not going to keep repeating myself because I've done that before. I keep on, I keep on, I keep on, I keep on, and then it's just if you're just not listening to me. It's total disrespect. And then what ends up happening, and I've talked about this before, is that they think that they're cutting you out of their life. No, hey, I break it to you, dude. I'm cutting you out of my life, and you could have had a better life. But you don't want to listen to me anymore, man. Look where you are and look where I am. You think that you're happy because you're sitting there on the weekend drinking your fucking beer and laughing with your other loser friends that are cheering you on and keeping you on that level because they don't want to keep, they don't want to see you grow. They don't want to see that. No, but that, that's the harsh reality. They're not saying that, but through their actions, they are saying that. Stay on our level, no, no, stay right here, stay right here. Don't go over there. That's too much work, that's too hard. You're not gonna be able to drink with us. You're, what about the barbecue this weekend? What about this event? and this event, is always gonna be something, man. There's no perfect time to start a diet. You want to start it right now. We're halfway through the days. You can't start your fucking diet. I'm on vacation. Why does that matter? Why does it, because you're on vacation, you can't, why? You're still on vacation. You're in a beautiful place right now, right, yeah? You can still get the chicken salad. <laughs> you do realize that you could start doing something go take a walk in the beautiful beach or wherever the fuck you are. And again, it's just laziness and they just don't realize it, man. You're doing it to yourself, dude. Nobody else is doing it to you.
0: I couldn't agree more. And my circle's gotten, mine has gotten a lot smaller, though I know a lot of people, that intimate circle, you just have to, if they're not growing with you, they're holding you back. Exactly. And I don't need you to be there holding my hand. I don't need you to be there patting me on the back. But don't make me feel like I'm being ostracized for not doing things I don't exactly. want to do because that's not in
1: line with what I want. Exactly. Yeah. It's, don't make me feel guilty for not coming to this or doing this with you or whatever. Understand. Hey, man, I get it, dude. You're working towards something, bro. I I totally respect that. Go do your thing. And I'm like that with even people, all my friends. I'm like, hey, man, if you can't hang out this weekend, if you can't, I, hey, I get it. I get it, man. Like, it's not, I get it, dude. You got, you have other better important and priorities than me. And I'm fine with that, man. That's okay. As long as, especially as long as it's, if it's bettering you. I love when someone, nah, man, I can't hang out with you. I got to go work out. God, ass, bro. Congrats. I'm even at the point now when someone says, oh, yeah, I just went through a breakup. I go, congratulations. <laughs> it's, hey, one less thing you got to worry about now. Now we get back to you. Because that's really what you've been wanting to do anyways. So now yeah. there's no more to start. So congratulations instead of, like most people, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What are you telling them I'm sorry for? Who gives a fuck? It's one less thing you have to worry about. Like, why are you? And that's what people do on Facebook. They post for sympathy. They want people to feel sorry for them. Dude, nobody feels sorry for you, dude. Those are people just cheering you on and making you feel good. And in reality, dude, you never even met that motherfucker before. That's why when, when people posted anything like a relationship, I just went through a breakup. We all knew it wasn't going to last. <laughs> oh a my,
0: fucking river. <laughs>
1: don't, don't look at your memories, man. Don't look at your Facebook memories. <laughs> she wasn't walking, dude. We all do that. But if you are that person and say that. Now you're the bad guy. It's like why am are, I are the bad guy? Because the truth, why if it's tr- it goes all back. That's me. Just I'm just joking, but it all goes back to that same thing of people just want people to feel sorry for them. I had to realize, and I re- once I realized that, going back on all the right, now, once I realized that, game changer, game and that's when I came out with the the lone wolf saying that we have with the wolf and half of his face ripped off. I did that on purpose. I wanted half of his face ripped off and be scarred from that because of all the shit that you battled and went through. You're a lone wolf, motherfucker. And that, again, a lot of people don't realize this. A lot of these things and stuff that I do is going on and currently through my life. And then I like to express and share that with other people through my art, through my designs and my ideas and my sayings, because I know other people can relate to that. I know other people can feel like a lone wolf and be that, you know, that same thing. And then, that's what, And once I dropped that shirt, it was game on. It was, gloves were off at that point and we're fucking going to war. And I am not stopping. And then that's when Mr. Drive even really came about because back in 2017, I painted my garage black and I said, like, I'm going to start doing videos out of here and i'm gonna start telling everybody what the fuck is up and then once 2020 hit everybody's painted the garage black and everybody was freaking doing it in the garage (laughs) not to call anybody but i'm just saying i did that a long time but but
0: isn't it cool uh, how you like like just that story you just shared with me so i'm huge on stories like you tell me a good story and you got my business you know what i'm saying but Just like with the lone wolf, you're not just throwing graphics on a t-shirt from some Shopify stuff because you think it's going to get more sales. It's, hey, this has meaning to me. And I know you went through it and I know you experienced too. And this is your gear. This is your raw, authentic, Mm -hmm. I survived apparel.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And then that's that's what I try to do. I just try to, and then that's the same thing with the comfort kills. You know, that's a big motto behind the drive. And again, that's tattooed on my my wrist because that, again, and a lot of it is because I learned a lot. I learned a lot about people when I became a personal trainer. It was very one-on-one and you got to really know about people and what they're going through and like how difficult it really is for them to get in shape. And they're just mind blown by this. You're like, dude, why can't you just do this? And like I said, I just learned a lot with people when, when, when it came to personal training and learning how people are and stuff and what motivates them and what like gives them that drive to keep going and stuff. And people just need to hear that. And one of the, the main things that I had found through my personal training career was comfort. You're comfortable on the couch. You're comfortable, mm-hmm. man. And that's why people say when you sit down on the couch, hey, is that comfortable? Yeah, I love it. Cool. <laughs> that's what, bro. You probably ain't going to be getting up. You know what I mean? And I, that's what happens. You, you get comfortable. It's a comfortable chair. I can sit in here all day. So, but until you get out, man, you're not leaving the comfort, man, of that chair. That chair is keeping you comfortable in that position. And you need to start programming your mind to do something, man. You need to get uncomfortable. That's your problem. It's like the same thing when you're working out. Easy. That was an easy set. It should have been easy with going, no, no, it's not. But with the weight, why? I don't want to be uncomfortable. It's just comfortable. Okay.
0: So what you're telling me is I should be
1: sweating when I work? Yeah, it's like, you should be hurting. Like You should walk out going, fuck, man, that hurt. <laughs> right. And so there you go, dude, you're out of your comfort now. And it's set your alarm 30 minutes sooner. Why? To get from out of uncomfortable, dude, you're comfortable. That's why you keep sleeping in. That's why you keep doing that because you're comfortable with that. that and then that's why, again, the comfort kills came out. It was just like. I think people need to hear that comfort kills, man. And you can, and that goes towards everything, business especially, and then making money. You, you get, a lot of people stay working a nine to five and stay at that pay. You know, wh- why? Because they're comfortable with it. They're comfortable with it. They're cool with it. They're, they're satisfied with it because they don't believe in themselves. They don't think that they can get more. They just don't, even though I to say it, you can talk to all these other way more successful people, it's not going to change their mindset, though. That's why there's so many motivational speakers out there, because whatever motivational speaker is hoping that the way they said it, because they all say the same shit. It's all the same thing. They're just saying it in a different way. They're just hoping the way they said it fucking finally makes you wake up and get off their ass. And all motivational people, all motivational speakers and coaches, why, that's what they're all hoping for. They're hoping that finally that one thing, that this one body, I hopefully I say it. Hopefully somebody says it to you. It wakes you the fuck up. But at the end of the day, it's all the same thing. It doesn't, it's not going to change. What I just said is the truth. That is how you change. You're just comfortable in life. Don't bitch about your life. Don't complain about your life. And definitely don't hold anybody else back from achieving what they want. You know yeah. what I mean? Because it is okay. A lot of people don't want to be ripped. A lot of people do want to just eat whatever they want. And a lot of people do just want to work their nine to five and be at home with the kids at night and go to do do all these things. And that's okay. That's what we were programmed to be anyways. That's what they taught teach you in high school is they want you, that's the whole plan is to go that direction. But then you have those few alphas that could break out of that. And they're like, fuck that, dude, I'm not doing that. And that's okay too. You don't. Know, you could go do that, man, but don't force other people to do something they don't want to do. And that's why you can only tell them once after that. It's up to you, man. And that's why sometimes it's okay to say it again, because they're hoping that, well, maybe now that it's been a month, and I still haven't done shit with my life. Maybe ask him again. Maybe, maybe he's changed. Maybe he found an easier way. And they come back and they're like, "No, nothing's changed. It's still the same fucking bullshit, dude." <laughs> like I'm stressing.
0: I'm stressed the fuck
1: out. I'm I'm still trying. I'm trying to find that too, man.
0: Do you think that you would have been as successful in business had you just stayed comfortable or stayed three 300- hundred?
1: It became an obsession when I had to shut down the company there for four months to revamp it and everything. I knew what it was going to take. I knew what I, I had to an- revamp for, why
0: did you have to uh, do that? Just because
1: the sales just weren't there. I was paying my bills. It was cool, but I wasn't really stacking other money up. I had other revenues and money coming in, especially through the personal training and stuff. So I had things, but it wasn't like, my heart, my passion started going towards the clothing and the personal training started fading out. And I did the whole online thing and I was very successful with online training, actually with that too. And because I did tap into that. I I stopped because people weren't getting results. And I was like, what am I doing this for? I get it. The money's great. You know what I mean? This is awesome. I, I love the money. It's awesome. And I know what I'm capable. I know what I can make. I also know what it takes to do that. And I just don't want to do it anymore because I don't know, man, people just don't, people don't get the results that I'm wanting them to get. So I just feel like I'm just taking their money at that point. That's my, that's just me, but that doesn't, I'm not saying that's what personal other person, I'm not trying to do that away. You know what I mean? Because I was making very, very good money. I saw that and I just slowly faded out, but the clothing line really blew up too. And this is where my heart was more. Because that was this on my arm. That was the drive that I took this that was on my arm and I put it here. And I was like, you know what? I can touch, I can inspire and touch people way more through this. And hope that maybe will inspire and motivate people as well to go work out and still go do all these other things without me having to write up a plan and give it to them and say, here, pay me a hundred dollars or three hundred dollars for this plan. And, and I was like, how about I sell you the shirt for $30 and hopefully maybe that will motivate you instead. And I think it has, I think it has touched a lot of people. And that's why the sayings mean a lot to me, because when you put that comfort kills on, I hope that whole day you're not comfortable. I hope you stay out of your comfort because I'm I'm thinking in my head, that's why you're wearing the shirt. And then mm-hmm. the same thing with the lone wolf, I'm hoping that you're not re- waiting for that phone call for that person to come help you out because he ain't showing up, dude. You're the one who's gonna have to put that house together. Stop waiting on people, man. You're the lone wolf, dude. Like you're on your own. At the end of the day, you're on your own. You know what I mean? It's just, it's the, it's the hard reality, man. Because your parents eventually gonna pass away. Your your relationship might not last. And might, and then let's say it does. Eventually, someone's gonna pass away before you. You're still gonna you're gonna be a lone wolf at one point in your life, in the beginning of your life, and at the end of your life, most likely. You need to keep that mindset through the rest of your life all the way through that's why i try to express everything now through t-shirts and go that direction with things you know and it's definitely inspiring helped a lot of people which is
0: awesome i think it's such a an easy way to show what you believe in without having to get on a pulpit like you just wear it it's easy like you said yeah. i i sold online courses for a long time mm-hmm. and made a ton of money and Literally, same exact story. I shut it down because I got to the point where I was like, where are the results? These people are yeah. coming through. I know this works, but they're not taking action. So then I, yeah. I'm selling you this thing, but I know you're not going to do anything with it. So how do yeah. I change this up? Yeah. And it's amazing when you follow that and just change it up, you follow your heart. And then all of a sudden the, the right people start coming.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And, that's, and, that's, and that goes back to what you are talking about finding the right employees and to, to do these tasks and stuff. Eventually the right people just start coming into play, putting it out there in the universe. So eventually all these people start coming, falling into your life because you said it a ton of times, mm-hmm. I need this person. I, I wish I had a person like this. I wish I had a person like this. Man, if I could just say that one right-hand man, if I just had that right-hand man, God damn, if I said, and all of a sudden boom, they pop up and then right in front of you. And that's what a lot of people, think. again, when we talk about opportunities, You're missing the opportunity right in front of you. You better fucking grab it before it goes. You happen to grab it and then boom, now you're just, you just leveled up because you're like, the thing that you were putting out in the universe that you were wanting finally appeared, you saw it, you hooked it, you reeled it in. Now you're fucking, now you're going to the next level. And then it just, and that's just how it continues and continues and never ends. It never Mm -hmm. If you think it's going to end, it doesn't end until you decide to close the curtains and end it all but then you get to the whole next set of problems in your life.
0: It's always a journey, right? It's a journey. Yeah, it's
1: always a journey, yeah. You know? And
0: it, it gets pretty boring if you don't start taking the bull by the horn sometimes. Yeah, but again, that goes, back to,
1: yeah, it goes back to comfort again. The reason why your life is boring because it's comfortable. <laughs> so when people say, man, I just don't really feel like I live an exciting life. And I see these other people like traveling the world and doing this and doing that. It's all, yeah, bro, because you're comfortable in life. <laughs> that's why you're not taking vacations and doing all that i know mm-hmm. people that live in houston that have never even visited austin i'm like mm-hmm. dude how the fuck have you never lived into austin dude it's only two and a half hours away you know why they won't they're comfortable mm-hmm. they're comfortable with just staying with the same fucking routine doing the same thing every weekend going to the same bar every weekend and they yeah. don't get out of comfort company go explore dude because there could be so much more opportunity out of here for you and i'm a big believer this isn't my last This isn't my resting place. I always thought it was going to be. But now that I'm here, I always thought the hill country would be forever. And I'll always keep this home forever. But I'm not saying it's going to be my resting place. I'm not saying that this is where I'm going to die. Because I know there's much more out there. And I do want to go see it. But I don't want to go see it. I want to go live in it. I want to go live and experience it. I want to know, what's it like to live in Mexico? I just want to know. I don't know. I hear a lot of people talk about it. And then I see it. I like that. It doesn't look like a bad life. What would that be like? And then you don't go in. You're never going to know until you go and do it. And How am I going to do that? That's the thing. You got to go figure it out, man. If you want to go do it bad enough. And I've always been like that with every single one of my homes. I've always leveled up. I've always gone to that next thing. Because I go, this is not it. It can't be it. Because I see that it's not it. I see other people living like that. So why can't I live like that? And again, I think that's the problem with people is they just don't believe they can do it. I know I can do it. I'm just trying to figure out how to do it. I know it's going to be patience and time and taking care of the and, and looking at those right opportunities and, and taking advantage of those opportunities and flicking more discipline into my life. Because you, let's say you do want to die. You already know the answer you got here. You know what you got to do. You got to put more discipline. You got to get more out of comfort. You know what I mean? Just because you see somebody that's successful and looks good doesn't mean they're not still having to get out of their comfort because I mean, they're having to get out of all their comfort to how they got here, right? They got to stay out of that, go back that way. Now you got to inflict more discipline and more sacrifice and more of this and more of that. And that's when it comes down to when, when, is, it, when is it enough? But if you choose that life and you choose to, to, to live your life that way, You're the one choosing to live that way. So I choose to live my life under pressure, more added stress in my life, added uncomfortable. I I choose to live, to continue living that life because I choose to do that. I I get enjoyment out of that. So, but I'm not, am I going to bitch and complain at times? Hell yeah. But I continue to do that to myself. So again, not blame anybody. You ultimately make your decisions and you need to start owning up to it.
0: Isn't that the truth. Quit pointing the finger at everybody else. Yeah, and that's everything
1: in life. I don't like the way that my friend is like this. Then why are you continue being friends with them? <laughs> stop blaming them that they do this. Like stop being friends with them. You know what I mean? I, you're the one who do you're doing it. I have a choice. Okay. Uh, so I love when people. Oh, I don't have a choice. Okay. That's right. You don't have a choice. You're right. You're right. I'm in jail. I, I don't have a choice. Yeah, you did have a choice. You fucked up and put yourself in jail. You did that. You do have a choice when you get out. What's going to be your next decision? Yep. No, Ultimate power
0: of free will.
1: Yeah. And we all have it. It's just people want to say they don't have that. They don't have this. They don't have it's Dude, we all have the same problems. We all face the same consequences for our actions. Stop acting like they're only picking on you. No one's picking on you, dude. You're doing it to yourself. Because I've been there. I've been in those positions, but I feel like everyone's on me, picking on me. Now they're not. And I said they were like, oh, I don't like The people I work with, they just bring it down. So I like, why do you keep working there? What's my job? So you said you don't like it. No, I I, I like my job. Yeah, but you just said you don't like the people. So why don't you leave? Whoa, no, they shouldn't leave. Why? They don't have a problem. They're cool with it. They'll keep fucking with you every day. They don't care. (laughs)
0: obviously this has all been open for a while you've made changes and pivots and everything else and achieved a whole lot with this and i I think you have some ungodly number of followers on instagram and people buying from you where do you see the drive in the next five years like what are there any new avenues you're exploring we're
1: definitely going into more custom stuff not just printed shirts we're going into more jeans and slacks and button-ups direction because what we've realized is that. Our style caters to a certain age group, right? Mm-hmm. Everything has a skull on it. It's our motto. It's just what we do. And it just, and it works. So now it's, how do we get from this, in this demographic, let's say 25 to 35, is what I'm, 25 to 40, let's just say. How do we open that up even more? How do we open that wide range over? And what we've realized is like, adding in the button up, some more classier touch stuff and pulling back a little bit from the skulls, but still keeping edgy with our stuff has now opened up a whole new market now. My dad's 70 and he's always supported it, of course, but now he really supports it now because he's, oh, I can wear this to church and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So that's the direction that we're heading. We're even getting into golf now too, with golf polos and stuff like that. Those will be coming out soon. They're in, in production.
0: Or are you going to keep, Are they going to be like hidden words on the inside or
1: oh, a bit of something? Uh, So our thing is golf till I die. And we figured, okay, that's just goes with it. Driven till I die. Hustle till mm-hmm. I die. Yep. Uh, bearded till I die and all that. So we are like, oh, let's do golf till I die. So we have our skeleton guy that's driving the ball. And like that's it. our thing is golf till I die. And the great thing about that is obviously it caters to the younger people because it's going to be stylish and cool and hip and what's in right now and the style. So we're tapping into that whole market. We've introduced leggings, but more of a stylish legging, more of a Mm like other type stuff that you can go to a rock concert in. you can still work out in that because again, we want to keep that edgy. We're not trying to go mainstream and be like an old Navy. We're going to always keep our edgy. Yeah. You can wear this stuff, family, but we're never going to lose sight of who we are and that's that raw attitude edgy vibe because that's who I am. I don't give a fuck. Fuck your feelings. I I don't care, man, because that's not the way this world works. I know that's what they portray and try to put out there for you, but that's why you're staying where you are in life. And you need to wake up and realize, smell the roses, it ain't ain't working that way. That's our direction with the drive. We got the drive print shop too, so we're printing for other people because we've done in-house printing since basically... Since 2016, towards the end of 2016, we've done our own in-house printing. So everything that you see is printed in-house in Houston, Texas. I used to construct the workout, but in 2016, we stopped that. Again, that's why I shut down the company, wanted to go back to that. And now we've decided after seven years of printing, we know what we're doing. (laughs) We've sold thousands of shirts. We know we're capable of helping out other people. With other companies and stuff, because we have a team of people that can make that happen for people and make their vision reality on a shirt. And I think that's awesome to be able to do. So it's another way of helping people. And hopefully, by us creating this design for them and putting it on a shirt, hopefully it helps make them millions of dollars and help other people as well. And then for us to be able to have a piece of that. And touch that and help them with that. That's an awesome feeling. Because again, now you're helping people and I'm doing it through material and cloth and stuff, mm-hmm. which I love to do. That's the future for us right now. Also.
0: I love that. That's an amazing plan. Just how you said it. You're never getting far away from your roots and the meaning behind it and everything else. Out of all this, if there were some 20 something year old kid listen, or a 40 something year old woman, whatever, that's. Been down and out and feeling sorry for themselves and maybe just stuck. What's going to happen if they try and they fail? And like with social media today has been living this lie where they're fake as shit. They're not happy in their job. They're not happy in their relationship. And they see this and they want to be more real and they want to get out of their comfort zone. What do you tell them? That's the first thing? So touch base
1: real quick on the social media end of things. Because again, that's where we are all on now. For instance, when Instagram came out, Instagram was about pictures, showing the quality of life and pictures and, and through a picture. And then all of a sudden businesses realized, holy shit, we can make money through this. And we got away from what Instagram originally was for. And now it's, instead of seeing an artistic picture on social media platform of this beautiful scenery, this beautiful capture that this artist captured, now it's an act, right? It's turned into... Now we only show the good parts of our lives, right? Because nobody wants to show the bad parts. Because I don't want people to think I'm doing bad. I don't want to. Think, I don't want people to really see my relationship. I mm-hmm. want to let everybody know it's National Boyfriend Day or National Girlfriend Day, and oh how happy we are! But it's not really like that. Then. Right. I'm not saying there's obviously people are, but there's a lot that's not like that. So now everybody's mind is now on. Life is so easy and life is so great. And, and you can make money like this. Now, you can yeah. a now. dude. it's never going to work that way, dude. Like it's one of the chances not but I, what now has happened is now you're you've caused depression in people's lives now because now people feel worthless. They don't feel like it can happen. And now all these just mixed emotions fucked everything up now, but we can't change that it's already happened. So now all we can do is adapt now. To this and go, okay. How do we break through this now? Because again, you go from one box to the next box to the next box to the next box, and before you know it, the Earth isn't round; it's actually flat. And we live in a dome. Fuck! <laughs> this whole time it was real. We're we're all on the Truman Show. <laughs> yeah. But at the end of the day, though you understand that it all comes back down. To, you got to get out of your comfort. You got to start inflicting discipline into your life and you have to start going these directions and stop listening to all this and get off your phone. But the problem is then what do people say? This device is a tool. You should be using it for a period of time. And then you've got to put this toxic thing away too, because this device is also very toxic because When something is good, there's always going to be something bad, right? Adam and Eve, right? It's always going to be that way. Thank you, Steve Jobs. You gave us this advice. It's a very powerful, very good thing. But there's also consequences behind this thing, too. And that's anything in life. Anything in life, there's there's always going to be consequences behind everything. And relationships, same thing. There's going to be something toxic about this, right? And it's a matter of can you deal with it or not? So you got to trade off some things.
0: What's the shit you're willing to deal with? That's yeah. It's just What
1: are you willing to deal with? You know what I mean? And then what you're willing to put up with and then what you're willing to ignore and be like, oh, I'm not going to focus on that. And again, that's just what people need to do. It's, it just, it all comes right back down to you. Dude, you know what you need. You know what you need to do. At one point in that week, you said it. I, I'm going to get up earlier and I'm going to start working out. Cool. But are you going to actually do it though? When tomorrow comes, are you going to do these things? That's ultimately up to you. All this comes down to is the person in the mirror. You just got to look at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, do you really want to do it, man? And are you going to listen to the person in the mirror? Because nobody's here to save you. No one's going to help you. This is it, man. This is your last ride. It's your call.
0: I couldn't have said it better myself as far as, like you said, pushing yourself up the comfort zone, getting a little bit more disciplined and just fucking experiencing life. Be okay not being on your phone. Be okay not doing all the things everybody else is. And go look in the mirror and tell yourself a better story.
1: What I like to do is going to the lake and I like getting on my paddle board because I can't get on my phone. Yeah. Because I'm because I don't want to obviously because I don't want to drop it. It's pulling me away from this, right? It's getting rid of this toxic thing every day. It's definitely putting toxins into your body in some way, into your mind. You can see one thing on your phone that might piss you off that you don't like, whether that be like, oh, look at this other scam. This motherfucker's pulling the scams. But like, okay, uh oh, so damn, I'm just now inflicting down all this negativity into my mind because this motherfucker's scamming people, but now it's putting negative stuff into my thoughts and I gotta pull myself away from this. Yeah, so that's why I like to go do the paddle boarding and it pulls me away from my phone and it allows me to go and see what the world really is and what's really going on and not what this computer screen or this TV or this mobile device is telling me that's going on in the world. Go well, open up your fucking door and walk outside. That is reality. That is what's really going on within your community. And this is where it all starts. Your community. Getting involved with your neighborhood and your local community and making sure that everybody is on the same page. Because when shit goes down, are you all willing in your community to get together and fight this and stand against this? Because yeah. you can't just go into the White House and go change everything. It's not going to happen. But what you can do is get on with your local HOA and your local board and start there and a Facebook group and all that. You can start within there. I don't care their past. I don't care that they they didn't do nothing to me. I want to get to know you, man, because I want to know if I can help you in a certain way. Maybe you can help me. I don't know at all. I think, again, that just goes back to that's what people need to understand is that, dude, just go out there and see for yourself, man. It's not what you think. It's not what you know. It's what you see. And that's where it comes back down to even business. When it comes to numbers, where are the facts? Show me the numbers. Don't just assume, show me that we did this. Yeah. But again, like, that all goes back into your local community and starting there. And, and I take that back. It starts within your household, obviously. Right. Until you start doing in your own household, they forget about it, bro. Like you're the wrong person to fucking go step into anything else. Until you can get your house in order, damn sure. You ain't going to get anything else in order. Before you can give business advice, you need to be fucking working your ass off. Doesn't mean that you have to be doing millions of sales or whatever, but are you busting your ass? Are you actually working your ass off? If you're not doing that, then dude, shut the fuck up. You don't know what you're talking about, man. Exactly. Trust me. There's definitely more fake people out there uh, talking about business than they're actually people that are in business and actually running a business. Okay. It's two different things. It's not the same. And that's the same thing with bodybuilding. You got people with bodybuilding? And then you got the posers skipping cardio, cheating on their diet, not conditioned, not putting in the work. And guess what? It all comes out, man. Because when you step on stage and those lights hit, huh, we know who put the work in. And don't mm-hmm. blame the coach. And don't blame this. And blame that. No, dude. You didn't put in the work. That's why you look like shit. That's why you're going to lose. And that's why you don't have even a fucking tan on. was like they allowed you on stage because they want your money, which is mm-hmm. bullshit. Because they should have just told you right when you walked up, bro, it's not even worth you stepping on stage. You look like shit. Uh But they don't want to say that because A, they want your money and they don't want to hurt your feelings. That's right. Everybody gets a trophy. When you shouldn't even allow that person. It's like, dude, come on. What the fuck's going on here? Uh, There should be qualifications to step on that stage.
0: I agree 100% with that. So for the people who love the style, who love the vibe, who are picking up what you're putting down, where can I get your stuff?
1: So you go to the drive clothing, and that's going to be our Instagram handle, the drive clothing. Our Facebook handle is the drive clothing. Our TikTok is the drive clothing. I actually just got, where's that? I just got a new hat in,
0: and it's super cool. I didn't even know y'all, I didn't realize y'all had dip
1: hats. Look. Oh, yeah. The Raising Hell. That's a popular one. Yeah.
0: Chad, thank you so much for for doing this with me. Honestly, I love your story. I love your vibe. I love the authenticity behind it all, that you're following your passion and that you literally give zero fucks, which is something that I pride myself on. And the people who get it, they get it. And the people who don't, they don't. And that's okay. I don't care. You're not made for me. And I'm cool with that. No hard feelings. And for me, that's why I buy your stuff. I, I think that's what it's all about. And for everybody who's watching today, take chad's advice get out your comfort zone get disciplined change your life go out there and experience don't worry about what people say get over it and engage in self-reflection be honest with yourself if you're a dick tell yourself you're a dick if you're fat tell yourself you're fat if you're lazy tell yourself you're lazy because that's the only way you're gonna change it is if you admit it so everybody connect with chad Get on the drive, clothing, amazing stuff. And thank you, Chad, for being with me. I appreciate it, buddy.
1: You're welcome. Thank you so much.
0: That's a wrap on this episode of Skeletons from the Closet with me, your go-to gal for turning chaos into growth, Amy Ball. If you love the ride, then sprint on over to our Skeletons website for more even badass resources. Oh, and if you dig what I'm putting down, don't be a stranger. Subscribe, drop a review, and maybe even leave a saucy comment. Until next time, keep building that trust and turning your struggles into damn superpowers.